This is Cover Story, a podcast where we take apart the song covers we love and take a deep dive into the stories behind them. I'm Stephanie Shanikan. The Ghost of Tom Joad is a song that spans American literature and music history. It was written by Bruce Springsteen for a 1995 album, but it was inspired by The Ballad of Tom Joad by folk musician Woody Guthrie. And Guthrie was inspired by the 1939 book by John Steinbeck, The Grapes of Wrath. So it's a song that embodies decades of social consciousness in America. This song took on a new meaning when the band Rage Against the Machine covered it, transforming the song's message of no home, no job, no peace, no rest from the Dust Bowl era to the hard-driving grunge sound of early 2000s Los Angeles. Ian Chang is my guest this episode. He's a musician and DJ who was born in Hong Kong, spent time as a kid in the UK and California. And Ian and I met at a party and bonded over our memories of Top of the Pops and Boys to Men. Here's our conversation. Searching for the ghost of Tom Jones. I was so excited when you chose this song. Um, and what song are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about The Ghost of Tom Joad. Mm-hmm. And um, the versions we are going to be talking about are the versions by Bruce Springsteen, who wrote the song. Yes. And Rage Against the Machine. Yes. But before we get to the song, um, so much to talk about with, with this song. Let's talk about you. Okay. Um, so I would love to hear from you um, how you got into music, your life as a DJ as well. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so tell me about how you fell into this love of music. So my family, when I was when I was younger, in like the the mid to late seventies, uh, we lived in the UK for mm-hmm. about a year and a half. And as a as a child, I remember watching Top of the Pops. It was oh, this yeah. this weekly show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like maybe seven or eight years old at at the time. And also consider that at this time in in the UK, in in like the pop spectrum, you had not only um, like Elton John coming up and Kate Bush. Her first album had just dropped, but you also had like The Clash and The Sex Pistols and, um, you know, Joy Division. Or wait, no, Joy Division, I don't think. Fears for Fears. uh, It was a little bit before that. Yeah, they were more Mm -hmm. um, kind of early 80s. Mm -hmm. And so, you you know, you had all of this new wave and and, and, and UK punk rock Mm -hmm. that was that was really exploding. I mean, it was really, really exciting. exciting. Yes. Very interesting. So we moved back to the states, and so um, I had a paper route, saved up, saved up my money, went down to Draper's Music, which was a local rec- mm. or, you know music store, bought a uh, Yamaha BB three hundred bass. What city was this in? This was in Palo Alto, California. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, you know, started to kind of hack my way through kind of ear learning. Mm-hmm. Um, drove my mom insane, oh. and then <laughs> you know, so she went down to Draper's. You know, it said, "Hey, who can teach this kid how to play this thing?" Started taking lessons. You know, played uh, played in bands. Um, I played in a in a funk power trio for many many years. Did some other musical projects mm. with the drummer and myself. Mm. I, I played in a, like a psych rock band uh, for a little bit. Um, and then once I had moved to San Francisco, 
this is this is an absolutely horrible thing to admit oh, to. Oh, what did you do? Yeah. I, uh, uh, okay, so I spent some of my student loan money on a pair of turntables. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate, so so don't worry about it. Exactly, oh, and there was this uh, this this music store in San Francisco, California, K and K Music. Uh, they had the best price on a set of turntables, and so I went down and uh, got a got Purchased. a set of decks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then from there, uh, I think one of my first. Uh, gigs if it was if you can call it that um you know was playing music in uh in a restaurant and so and i think they paid me like maybe like a hundred dollars and gave me a plate of food <laughs> um set me up like at uh, once one, one side of the bar mm. and and so i would i would truck my records in a uh, in a recycling bin <laughs> that i had washed out it's full of records i would mm-hmm. sit on the bus you know, with this recycling bin that probably weighed as much as I did, huh. um, and once a week would go down to uh, the Soma District and spend all night uh, playing mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. And the bar manager from that restaurant was a part of this Burning Man connected DJ collective, huh. and you know, so started kind of going to their events and eventually got brought into this fold with this mm. with this collective mm. and uh that's how you know i got more and more gigs mm-hmm. kind of started getting more notoriety and mm-hmm. everything just kind of what was your dj name dj smooth very very cool yeah. so being a dj means that you have to have an intimate knowledge of different kinds of sounds and different oh, yeah. kinds of genres yes right yeah um depending on who you were playing for yeah right yeah um so so that's why that's why Music turns you on because you've—it's always turned you on. Like, oh it's yeah, all, you know, you've 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 got a a wide range and a, a deep history with it. Yeah. So when I asked you to pick a song, um, why did you pick the Ghost of Tom Jode? Well, a couple of reasons. I think you could have gone anywhere. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, you right. And and you know, the concept of the cover song mm-hmm. is—I mean, it's so wide and mm-hmm. so varied. And uh, and I think you know, with with most covers. You have a band that's that's kind of that tries to be respectful, that tries to, you know, do the song in a close proc- proximity or approximation of of what the original was, mm-hmm. and and this song in particular, you know, the the Rage Against the Machine version mm-hmm. versus the Bruce Springsteen version is so different, so different. But it's still the song, you know, like yes. it's not a sample yeah. of the song. And, yeah. and, you know, there's a difference between a copy and a sample. Yeah. Right? Um, it is certainly the song. Yeah. But done in a rage against the machine way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So 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 yeah. the song is written by Bruce Springsteen and he releases it on an album in 1995. Yes. Um, and it's. A stripped back album. Very right? much so. It's yeah. more folksy than yeah. his usual style. Yeah. Well, the highway is alive tonight. Nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes. Which was also, um, you know, in 1995, that was also, you know, kind of the thing that mm-hmm. everybody was doing. Right, right. A lot of bands were putting out, like, unplugged albums. Sure. Um, it won the 1997 Grammy Award for Best Contemporary Folk Album. Yes. So it was certainly... Bruce Springsteen's um, successful attempt to to put out a folk album. Yeah. Um, this song 
I think it's Bruce Springsteen's attempt to, and I think it's a successful one myself personally, but we'll, we'll get there, <laughs> to um, address some of the injustices and some of the problems in our society. Very much so, yeah. Right? Um, it's based on the character Tom Joad in The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, um, which is an American classic, right? Which, which is at that time set in the Depression, um, the Dust Bowl, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fast forward to, to 95 when Bruce Springsteen writes this. And then um, Rage Against the Machine then covers it later on. The version that I think everybody knows came out on an album of, of covers uh, towards the called end. Called Renegade? Of, called Renegade, Renegades, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and it's, it's a bunch of their covers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which and the album came out two months after Zach De La Rocha announced that he was leaving the band, mm-hmm. which effectively, um, you know, ended mm-hmm. uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Two thousand. Right, somewhere, somewhere around mm-hmm. then. What do you think attracted Rage Against the Machine to the song? Well, I mean, first of all, Tom Morello is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, mm-hmm. and and I think second of all, um, the the lyric, the lyrics of the song, you huh. know, deal with it's. You know, it feels like that Depression era, Dust Bowl, you know, kind of time frame. Um, but it's also very, very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Rage Against the Machine. Which right? is very much Rage Against <laughs> the Machine. Um, you know, the third verse, uh, you know, copies extensively that Tom Joad speech, um, you know, in the Grapes in the of book. Wrath. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Mom, wherever I, mm-hmm. you see, you know, someone being beaten down, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever someone's fighting to be free, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Right. Um, you know, you'll see me. Mm-hmm. Look for me, Ma. I'll be there. And the, I think in the Bruce Springsteen presentation, um, I mean, the way that the song is is recorded, it's very like. Look for me, Ma. It's very intimate, mm-hmm. you know, the way that his vocals are, are produced. It's, it's like that close mic, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. It's almost as if Bruce is, is sitting across from you, yeah. like singing the song yeah, directly to I, you. Ab- absolutely. And, you know, it's in that Bruce Springsteen style, of, which is a very John Steinbeck kind of a style, um, a great economy of, of verbiage. Mm-hmm. It's sparse. It's very mm-hmm. sparse, mm-hmm. very much so. Mm. And, you know, but it's, it's giving these vignettes mm-hmm. of you know people sleeping under a bridge not having moving. a lot how is alive when nobody's getting nobody about where it goes you know the idea of the highway mm-hmm. moving yeah. and nobody knows where it's going to go mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then in the second in the second phrase mm-hmm. like everybody knows where it's going to go right. what i surmise what Rage Against the Machine was attracted to was that concept of, I don't know if powder keg is really the right word, mm. but it's it's like a, a, a prelude to a revolution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think yeah. that their version mm-hmm. is definitely... The revolution. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, right. Like, this is the fight song mm-hmm. before the Molotov <laughs> right. cocktail gets thrown. 
Um, right. and we should say here that all this is metaphorical, okay? Yeah. All yeah. right, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, and also, I think, you know, in the in the early 90s and the mid-90s, I think there, there definitely was this 90s era malaise. Yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. it was pre-dot-com boom. Mm-hmm. Post-80s Reaganomics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the fallout from, you know, the collapse of the steel industry, the collapse of the auto industry, you know, America being a manufacturing mm-hmm. hub, mm-hmm. you know, was non-existent. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there, there definitely was this feel of, well, like, what are we going to do now? This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikon. We'll be right back. This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikon. Let's get back to our conversation with Ian Chang. We're talking about the Bruce Springsteen song, The Ghost of Tom Joad. You know, I, I really have always loved Bruce Springsteen. Um, and Bruce Springsteen does seem to care about the society. Very much right? so, yeah. And, and, and he comes back with these songs that are a reflection of the the deep issues that we have, the historical issues that come back up every so often, unfortunately too frequently. Yeah. The Ghost of Tom Joad actually I've used at the University of, of Missouri when I had to um when I was asked to come up with a way of helping our students think about citizenship and valuing each other. The this Ghost of Tom Joad was one of those songs because I think it's such a great way of thinking about other people. Yes. You know, and other walks of, of, of life. Okay. And, and and I love how you, you you lay that down, Ian, and then you come back and you say that Rage Against <laughs> the Machine takes it forward. So 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 tell me how they do that. Like what are their choices? Well, okay, so well first of all, um, what Tom Morello and and the bass player Tim Comerford do, uh, they take that that arpeggiated mm-hmm. um, you know melody uh, you know that's that's played on you know that small body mm-hmm. folk acoustic guitar mm-hmm. um, and then you know take it from mm-hmm. from that great kind of like, Western waltz, mm-hmm. you know, kind mm-hmm. of swing that that the original the track has, mm-hmm. and they just they put it into just a stomping groove, right? And and they turn, you know, that that arpeggiated. I mean, you wake up from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they they take that arpeggio and they turn it into just a blasting mm-hmm. rock riff. Um, yeah. That the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, go into where I mean, it's a rallying cry. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is a call to revolution. It is, you know, they they take these little pieces mm-hmm. of the, you know, you know, of the of the, the lyrics mm-hmm. and just you know really mm-hmm. pop them out, mm-hmm. um, like you know, sleeping on a on a pillow of solid rock, mm-hmm. you know, where all of a sudden that becomes a big phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it, where he's screaming, you'll see me, you'll see me. Look in your eyes, you'll see me, 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 you'll see me. That comes off as like a threat mm-hmm. or a promise, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. I mean, well, it. and also if you 
if you listen to more Rage Against the, <laughs> the Machine, you know that they're serious. Yes. Like, this is not like a little a little thing that they're doing once once in a while. This is this is who they are. This is a real, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are not faking it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think the, 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 the Springsteen original comes from the viewpoint of an older revolutionary who's in the twilight of his life. Look in the eyes, mom, you'll see me. Who's, who, through this song, is, is, is passing on what he's seen. He's passing on his experiences because he knows that his, his time is, is, is ending. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if it's a reflection back, back on, on what, he's, mm-hmm. what he's experienced, what he's like, tasted and, and brought mm-hmm. into you know, his, mm-hmm. his senses. Yeah, I think, I, think the, I think that's so true. I think when I, when I shut my eyes and I listen to Bruce Springsteen, sing this song i am thinking about tom Joad in grapes of wrath yeah right yeah when i listen to rage against the machine i'm thinking of really the ghost of tom Joad, right all all the ways that we see tom Joad in our in the on the streets of san francisco yeah yeah right yeah um on the streets of chicago in our very fair streets here of columbia missouri there's an intersection on the way to, to the mall stadium and Broadway, I think. Yeah. Where there are always at least five men yeah. standing there yeah. holding signs. Some of them are vets. Some of them, you know, I, I don't know what their, their stories are, yeah. but that's today. But they're down on their luck. Yeah, and this right. is what, this is what right. they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and Rage asks us to open our eyes and... Yeah. Yeah. With a hole in your belly and a gun in your hand. Looking for a brother on solid rock. Bathing in the city's aqueduct. And you know, open our eyes and throw our bodies into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the, the Rage Against the Machine is that young man's version mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is that, that very much that call to revolution. You know, like, shouting out these things that he's seeing mm-hmm. as a way to inspire others around him to get pissed off, to be mad about, mm-hmm. you know, why these people are in, these, in this situation. And that we need to act. Mm-hmm. We need to push back. We need to fight. Wherever you seen a cop beating a guy. Wherever a hungry baby cries. To get the things mm-hmm. that we need. Mm-hmm. To be basic humans. Yeah. Fight for our, to be seen as a, a, a human, as right. a man, as right. a woman. Right, right. Do you think there's something about the way, like how how do you think the the way that Rage Against the Machine does this song? Does it make it clearer or does it distort it because of the particular aesthetics of the group? It depends on it depends on the age range. It depends on the age range because you know when when you know when these songs first came out, I was much much younger. And so obviously the Rage Against the Machine version was much more interesting 
you know, had big guitars. Mm-hmm. It was loud. Yeah. It was angry. And um, it's a little hip hop. Stomping yeah. drums. Yeah. 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 And so that was very attractive to me. Mm-hmm. And and I think um, at that time, the Springsteen version, I, I, not necessarily that it didn't make much sense to me, but I didn't resonate with it. Now, the Springsteen version mm. is more interesting to me because, mm. I mean, here I am in my 50s. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. now that old man mm-hmm. or getting mm-hmm. on toward, close <laughs> right, to that right. old man. And so that makes more sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? Th- Why? Uh, because. What is it about? Well, I mean, I mean, let's face it. I, 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 have, okay. I have more years behind me than in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through those years of, of being that, that active revolutionary mm-hmm. And so now, it's it's now my turn to to be encouraging and inspiring to the to the younger revolutionaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And which is exactly what Bruce Springsteen did. Exactly. No home, no job, no peace, no so I feel more of a connection to you know to that version. I feel more of a connection to that more intimate like I don't need to yell anymore. Reflective. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that quieter mm-hmm. transmission of, of of knowledge. And the end of the song is, you know, the in the words of Tom Jode, yeah. um, you know, look into the eyes of that that man who's 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 down and out. Yeah. Um, that's me, you know, yeah. and freedom is important. Right. And I think, you know, that's the important part of, of, of that third verse is, you know, wherever you see someone being beaten down by a cop, you'll see me. You'll mm-hmm. see Tom Joad. You'll yeah. see mm-hmm. the, the impetus of revolution. Wherever there's a cop beating a You know, wherever you see somebody fighting for what's right, fighting for just the decency of work, of being a human yes. being. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see me. Yeah. Um, th- that right there, I think, is 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 the crux of the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That right there is the essence of mm-hmm. of you know of of the ghost right. of Tom right. Joad. Right. You know, because the ghost of Tom Joad has has been these revolutionaries mm-hmm. for decades and decades mm-hmm. and decades. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Tom Joad has been Marsha P. Johnson. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Tom Joad has you know S- Dolores Huerta and and Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghost of Tom Joad is Angela Davis. Right. Um, you know, and and all of these people in mm-hmm. our in our history that have worked and sacrificed and pushed and 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 struggled for you know, just the decency of of, of a human, human being beings, yeah you know yeah and and i think that is that that's the commonality mm-hmm. between all the versions of, mm-hmm. of the songs mm-hmm. that's what rage against the machine grabbed onto and really ran with right. you know that quiet understated gift that that springsteen and his words you know, we're able to, to, to pass along. And I think that that is why so many people have resonated with this song. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, the album really didn't do very well, you know, considering sales-wise mm-hmm. or singles-wise. Right. I think the album topped out at, like, number 11. Yes, it As did. a single, mm-hmm. it topped out at number 26. Mm-hmm. But And critics didn't love it. I well, mean, it, it, some did. Yeah. But some just thought it was um, boring. Yeah. I think that word was used. Yeah. 
Um, they used a lot of phrases like, this is the, the, the bravest work Bruce Springsteen has It's so courageous. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. You know. Right. And that's their way of saying, you know, yeah. why, why would he bother? You know, like, like, like he was already a superstar. Right. You right. know, why, why, why bother? But yeah. again, that's Why do Tom a Joad. Woody Guthrie album? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that is Tom Joad, right? Yeah. That, is, that is stepping out and doing something that is unexpected but that is right yeah you know okay so you know i'm gonna ask you the question i ask all my guests (laughs) which is which do you prefer which resonates more with you if there was a spectrum of one to 100 Mm. and we have to allocate a certain amount to bruce springsteen and a certain amount to rage against the machine how will you allocate those numbers well i you know it comes down to what like what point in my life are we, ta- are we talking oh, about right goodness. now? Oh my goodness! Are we getting? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna. The guest we're gonna... is asking the host <laughs> to 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 clarify. Um, right now, right now. Oh, right now, there is a grittiness in Springsteen's voice in his in his presentation. Great way of describing his voice. Yeah. That that really speaks to me right now. I was I was actually kind of surprised by that, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, you know, because I mean, for many, many, many years, I definitely preferred the Rage Against yeah, the right. Machine version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, for its bombast. All right. So, what are the numbers, sir? Uh, I would say f- currently. Okay, so here's the other thing that I think the the Rage Against the Machine version is very, very necessary and it's very, very needed, mm-hmm. and it's it it is and it I mean it is gorgeous. It, I mean, it really is. It sounds like. The fuse that has been lit on a bomb and where the song ends is right as the fuse goes. Yeah. The ghost of Tom Jones. Yeah. It, just before the main <laughs> event. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it's but so it's necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm Because it's so urgent. It's yeah. so much more urgent, so militant. Yeah. And actually none of the the gains that have been made in civil rights and so on have been made without the militants and the urgency yeah. of these movements. The, and, and, and physically being mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. physically being together in in a group, having that, that show mm-hmm. of these aren't just ideas. This isn't some sort of like academic mm-hmm. pursuit. This is a very real, real life. concrete... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actual thing and putting your body into that conversation. And that's so, so, so necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get down to numbers. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Bruce Springsteen, 55, um, Rage Against the Machine, 45. Close. Now, back in my 20s, I mean, it would have it would have been flip flopped. Okay, yeah. but but same fifty five forty five. No, I would say back in my youth, it was probably... <laughs> um, I would say 75% rage, <laughs> 25%. You've uh, mellowed in your scene. old age. I have. Sir. I really have. I, well, I don't know if mellowed is quite the right <laughs> word. Um, I have deepened and broadened in my in my horizons, and and there's a um, there's there's a dimensionality mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. more to it. There's more measure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ian Chang is giving um, Bruce Springsteen 55 and Rage Against the Machine 45. <laughs> I mean, I would I'm, I I love I love that that 
allocation, I would probably give Bruce Springsteen a little bit more, probably about um, 60, and then Rage Against the Machine, which I actually had not listened to. Um, I'd listened to Bruce Springsteen and then the one he did with Tom Morello, but I had never gone to the Rage Against the Machine one because I just... Yeah. Um, and when you told me that's what you wanted and I went and listened to it, I was blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Um, love it. Um, but I'll stand by my 60-40. Um, so Ian, I, I, I am going to um, predict that we'll be back in these seats at some point. I hope so. To, to yeah. talk about something else. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. This has been awesome. I've enjoyed this. That's this week's episode of Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan. I'm Stephanie Shanakan. Next time, we're looking at the song Everything I Own. My friend Sherry Marie Harrison and I will go back to the sounds of the 1970s and debate the question of bread versus Ken Booth and soft rock versus reggae. Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakan is produced by Janet Saidi, Ryan Famuliner, and editor Aaron Hay with me, Stephanie Shanikan. You can find more about this podcast on Twitter at KBIA and at VoxMag. And check out more about the podcast in the current issue of Vox Magazine at voxmagazine.com. See you next time. <laughs>